You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is my co-host zach batista zach how you doing buddy i'm doing great today today was a very relaxing day and the aftermath of eating all the thanksgiving leftovers that i ate yesterday yeah i had some thanksgiving leftovers for uh, lunch as well i t- did a little christmas decorating raked the lawn a little bit you know it's been a day yeah relaxing one though yeah chill enough all right, uh, so we I think I have some really good matches this week that I'm very excited to talk about. I had uh, one in particular that I was happy with, one that was okay, and uh, one that was fine for me. Yeah, and I think and I think there's one that we but we have uh, very different opinions about, which is fine. That's that we'll get to a little later. That we'll get to a little later. Yep. Uh, but first off, do you remember who started last week? Because I, I never remember. Let me see. I believe it was me. Let me look at the matches. I'll know because I know which one I talked about first. Yeah, I think it was me because I talked about uh, I talked about Vanity versus Amber first, then you did yours, and then I did Alex Bridles versus Tony Nice. Okay, then I will kick us off. I will kick us off with a match from Ring of Honor. We have Kevin Steen, also known as Kevin Owens, taking on Eddie Kingston. Oh, he's starting us off good. Yeah, this is a no DQ match for the Ring of Honor World Ooh. Title. The current <laughs> the current champion is Kevin Steen. And Eddie Kingston's the challenger uh, coming from Chikara, actually. Love Eddie Kingston. Love Kevin Owens, too, but goddamn, I got into so, Kingston because of uh, AEW recently, and damn, he's good. So this match starts off with, uh, it, it starts off with Kingston right before the bell rings announcing that it's going to be a no-DQ match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then Kevin Steen's manager is shit-talking Eddie Kingston from the, the outside the ring. So the <laughs> bell rings, and Eddie Kingston immediately goes outside the ring and beats the crap out of him. Nice. And Kevin Owen follows suit and chases, and they get into a little brawl on the outside. They fight okay. a little bit, then they start breaking out the weaponry. First right. thing that happens is Steen grabs a chair. Okay. Uh, then he hits Kingston with, like, a code breaker, but with a chair on his knees. I like it. And then... And then takes the and then after that, while Kingston's on the ground, takes the chair, let like puts it on top of uh, Kingston, and then does like a, it looked like a, I I think it was like a four fifty leg drop. Okay, I I from, think I get that. Yeah, get, hits him with like a four fifty leg drop or like a flipping leg drop onto Kingston with the chair on him, and that was sweet. Uh, and then these two fight to the outside again to where they bring the the tables now are coming out. Of course, of course. Uh, Steen sets up a table on the apron, not not on the apron, on the um the barricade mm. in the corner, and then Eddie Kingston gets a reversal and does a suplex 
on Steen through the table. I keep wanting to say Owens, but I keep I have to like force myself to say Steen. Because mm. I've only ever known him as Kevin Owens, so I got uh, you. This is this is this is hard for me. Force a habit. <laughs> um. Yeah. Then they then a second table comes out. Of course. But this one this one gets set up a little differently. This one gets set up uh laying on the apron in the barricade, so it's like laying across. Okay. But it's upside down, so the legs are up. What what? Like the like the legs are facing towards the ceiling. So they okay. put it upside down. <laughs> okay. And then and then they're uh Steen and Kingston are fighting over it, fighting by it. They are beating the crap out of each other. And then Steen hits a power bomb on Kingston through the upside down table. Ooh. That must have been, that table must have broken so oddly. Wouldn't the yeah. legs just go in? Yep, the whole thing just. But it was oh, it was rough. Um, and then, uh, oh, uh, Steen gets back in the ring. Almost said that once again. Steen gets back in the ring. Uh, waits for Kingston to come back and continue the fight. Mm-hmm. However, Kingston does not. Kingston is down on this table, and medics and refs rush to his aid. Oh, to shit. like to get him on a stretcher, uh, they they get Kingston on a stretcher and start taking him out. And while all this is happening, while all the refs and stuff are coming to Kingston's aid, uh, Steen mm-hmm. is just in the ring with a mic, just yelling at fans, yelling at Kingston, yelling at how stupid the re- the, the the refs and medics are for going around the crowded side instead of the completely empty side to get <laughs> Kingston out of there. <laughs> okay. Owen, like, like, Steen's being a complete dickhead. Like, just, just, like, just to, while this is all happening, Steen is just in the ring with a mic yelling at everybody. Nice. Um, and then, and then right before they get to the entrance ramp to get Kingston out of there, mm-hmm. Steen says, like, a certain, I, I couldn't really hear what, <coughs> I couldn't really hear who he was talking about, but he said something about one of Eddie Kingston's friends, mm-hmm. which, made Eddie Kingston get up off the stretcher and continue the match. Of course. Can't be so Kingston, shit. yeah, Kingston runs to the stretcher, uh, fights his way off the stretcher, beats off the medics, the refs. He's like, no, I'm getting back in this one. Uh, and then hits Owens with a crazy sequence that ends in a suplex that I thought broke uh, Steen's neck. Oh! Uh, the oh, way... Shit. The way he landed on, like, he landed right on the back of his neck. It looked so brutal. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What are you doing to yourself? Well, <laughs> no. I've seen some clips of Steen's work in Ring of Honor, and God, he puts himself through some nasty sequences. Yeah, his yeah his neck got the hell beat out of it. I'm surprised he, he, I'm surprised he wasn't decapitated by the end of this match with all the neck bumps he was taking. But yeah, these two just beat the hell out of each other. Like, these two absolutely just hit crazy bump after crazy bump and beat the absolute crap out of each other. There's one point where Kingston slides a chair in the ring, and then as he's getting in the ring, Owens kicks him and hits him with, like, that, like, Randy Orton DDT onto the chair. Okay. And then immediately transitions into... he. Uh, Kingston, like, is in the corner sitting down after that, and Owens throws a chair on him and just hits him with a cannonball with the chair. Oh. All right. Yeah, and just absolutely destroys him. Classic. Uh, there was another. There was another. Uh, there was a point where they th- brought a third table into the ring, stood it up on one leg so it was slanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Kingston hits Owens with er, Steen with another German, uh, which again don't know how his neck didn't break, but he looked. He landed very <laughs> awkwardly on the table, uh, and he goes through the table. 
there. And then after that, he hits him with another German through a chair this time that was set up. Ooh. Uh, and then as Kingston's going for the pin after the, the German on the chair, uh, one of Owen's what? One of Steen's buddies. <laughs> one of Steen's buddies runs to the the runs to ringside and pulls the referee out from the from the three from preventing the three count. Uh, and the match continues, and then to get Steen's buddy out of there, Kingston's buddy comes in, mm-hmm. knocks that one out, and then another one of Steen's friends comes in, and Kingston knocks him out with a spitting back fist finisher. Nice. Uh, but this distraction uh lets Owens set up his set up his uh F five, which is his finisher in uh oh. Ring of Honor. Uh which he hits, Kingston kicks out, Owens oh, does another crazy move, Kingston kicks out again, Owens is fi- uh, mm, Steen is finally sick of it. <laughs> Steen Steen is finally sick of it, and he sets up two chairs and he hits Kingston with an F five through the two chairs, gets the one, two, three, retains his title. Nice. This match was wild. This match was kind of crazy. It's it's insane how much they put each other through in this no DQ match. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. I love Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens because I cannot seem to get the name right. Uh, I uh, love Eddie Kings. I love Eddie Kingston. He's a badass. Uh, and it's just two badasses putting each other through hell, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm. I give this match a high meh, though. Ooh. Uh, it was really, really good and really, really awesome. It didn't hit that markout territory for me, mm-hmm. but it was still very good, uh, and I still liked it a lot. So I'll give it, like, a very high meh, but, like, just missing that crossover, you know? Okay. But, yeah, I like sure. this match a lot. All right. That's good to hear. It's a good way yeah. to start. Well, if we're going to go off of that, I'm going to go with my match that I'm really excited about to talk about. So I decided to do Jeff Cobb versus Ricochet at PWG uh, Battle of Los Angeles 2016. Cool. Because I wanted to see a Jeff Cobb match, and damn it, Jeff Cobb versus Ricochet just seemed like too good of a match for me to pick. To, uh, I wanted up. to see a Jeff Cobb match, so god damn it, I'm going to watch a Jeff Cobb match. Damn straight. So, as I said, uh, so this match... This match is basically what if I were to put in a dictionary the definition of a speed versus power match, that it would probably be this match. Yeah. Like, that sounds right. Yep. Like if you if you've ever seen Jeff Cobb, he is an absolute unit of a man who is just ridiculously athletic. And if you've seen Ricochet on WWE, you'll know how he literally defies gravity half the time when he runs when he jumps in the air. I don't mm-hmm. understand how he does it. Uh but Enough about me gushing about these two for a bit. I'll go a little bit into the match. Each guy here is a face, but if I were to give one the role of a heel, if I had to, it would probably be Ricochet. Since yeah, he's playing I, think, the... I, th- I think I might have seen this match before. Possibly. You watch a lot with Indy 500. Yeah, I think I've seen this match before, and Ricochet was, interestingly, the, the heel in this one, which I wouldn't have expected. He was the super cocky, super confident in himself uh, baby face, but he came off as a bit of a douche sometimes. Classic. Which is fine. You need some you need some contrast, though you can do face versus face matches quite easily. Mm. So the match starts off with uh they go for like a collar and elbow tie up, because JR is now in my head, apparently, and uh Ricochet then just kicks Cobb in the stomach, only for Cobb to then just chuck him across the ring. And then Ricochet just immediately kicks up from it and pushes like gets in Cobb's face and just pushes him away. And then Cobb is like 
alright, bitch. And he just runs and just gives him a shoulder charge, which sends him across the ring. <laughs> Yeet again. Yep. And then, if I recall, yes, Ricochet then goes for some head scissors, and Carl actually just cartwheels as he throws him out of it, and then does kind of like that no, no, no thing to him, and I was just like, not today. I'm like, this match has been going on for a couple minutes now, and I've already quite entertained, so uh, this will be good. <laughs> Let's see. So the match gets off with a bang, with Ricochet sending Cobb to the outside with a corkscrew in Ziguri, followed by a drop kick, which uh, sends him out. He then does his signature uh, hands hand. I think it's handspring handspring spot where he goes off the ropes and then lands in a backflip, which mm-hmm. commentary then plays it off as ricochet. And he, does, he he does the superhero landing. Yep, the superhero landing commentary is like, oh, he totally threw Cobb off, kind of a dick because Cobb was totally expecting him to jump out. I mean, he just didn't didn't feel the <laughs> need to. Um, ricochet then. If I, let's see, uh, he keeps. He uh, stays in control for this match, trying to keep Cobb down. He repeatedly takes out his legs whenever Cobb starts to get some offense in. He then goes for his version of the People's Elbow, which I didn't know Ricochet did anything like that. Makes sense why he doesn't do it in WWE. <laughs> which, he of course ends in a backflip. Yep. But uh, what popped me off here was that the moment he lands on Cobb's chest, Cobb immediately grabs him, rolls up, picks him up, and then just gives him a Braun Strowman-esque power slam. Yeah, awesome. Cobb is ridic- Cobb is ridiculous, yes. dude. Yes, he is. He then brutalizes Ricochet. He uppercuts him in the face, re- grabs him in a bear hug, and everyone, including myself, was like, oh, he's going to belly to belly him. No, he didn't. Then eventually after that, he did. He sent him flying over his head. Then uh, Ricochet, of course, came back in the only way that he can, which is doing something I never have expected uh, or seen. And Some crazy flippy shit. Ridiculously well. This one being... This man handsprings off the ropes, and then as he's flipping backwards, turns it into, like, a flying forearm that looks like a Superman punch. And I was just like, okay. Jesus. Exactly. Basically like, oh. I was like, well, fuck me. All right. <laughs> All right, Ricochet. Yeah, just bring it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cobb then's trying to grab Ricochet, but Ricochet's being outrunning, like, using the ropes, ru- outrunning him. Like, he just can't grab him. Though, ever once, once he catches him, you think he's about to get destroyed again, but nope. Ricochet gets out of it into the corner, and when Cobb charges at him, he then just picks him up and chucks him over his head into the corner, and he just collapses into the corner. Fell right on his shoulder. Look. (laughs) Looked fucking rough. Yeah, sounds like it. And then, as of course, Ricochet being the walking superhero he is, decides, eh, I could just jump out. I could jump out the ring on the off the turnbuckle in the corner, but fuck that. I could just jump out the ring over the turnbuckle and the post and just land on Cobb on the outside. Wee! Ridiculous. I was like, I'm Ricochet. I could do whatever I want. And God damn it, am I glad he can't. <laughs> he then goes for what commentary called the Benadriller, and I actually looked this up. This is uh, the recoil. Yeah. Yeah, this is his, uh, his finishing move, which obviously they can't use in WWE. Because Benadryl. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they called it the recoil. Because Rick Nice. Yeah, it makes sense. And of course, he tries to lift Cobb up on his shoulders, but that's not going to work because he's fucking Jeff Cobb. And mm-hmm. uh, he tries to go for another Inziguri, but uh, Cobb actually catches him. He then grabs Ricochet in like a cradle position. He then turns one way, and then he just violently spins and backdrops him so much that Ricochet literally like spins like a top when he hits the mat. It looked crazy as hell. Loved yeah, it. Bet. Then Ricochet tried to get back into the match, 
with a bunch of kicks that looked really effective at first until then he like did like a roundhouse kick to the head and instead of falling to it to the ground Cobb just kind of gets up with the leg ricochet's legs still on his neck and the crowd just kind of pops off at this point along with me it's like oh shit he's gonna die and then he grabs him by his leg and his head and he just fucking yeets him over his head into a suplex yeet i love saying that word it's so it's such it's such a fun word to say mm-hmm. from but, such a from such an old vine. Exactly. <laughs> Cobb's then in control for a bit. The two are exchanging stiff strikes until Ricochet eventually headbutts Cobb in the chest, and Cobb then decides to uh, take a play out of oh god, what's his name? Hold on, I can remember his name, or I could just find it. Stallion's playbook and just running headbutts Ricochet in the face. Nice. They both just instantly fall to the ground. Crowd exploded because up in this point it was kind of like a. It wasn't so much a hockey fight, but it was like a slow hockey fight where the two of them were like just stiffly hitting each other in the face at the one at a time. But at this point in the match, the two were so exhausted that like you could just tell they were going to fall over the moment one of them hit a really good hit. Mm-hmm. The two clearly exhausted. Both think get up. Ricochet then gets a series of strikes in here where he actually like, Inzaguri's Cobb in the face and you see him kind of bend over. He's still standing, but he's like stunned. But Ricochet's literally so tired that he can't actually get up and he has to lay on the ropes because he can't get up. Thought that was Jeez. a really nice uh, detail there. Ricochet then gets to the top, but Tr- Cobb just decides he's just going to drop kick Ricochet. Because fuck it. Why not? <laughs> he then tries to superplex Ricochet, but Ricochet flips over his head, lands on his feet, and then plants Cobb with a powerbomb. He then does a backwards corkscrew Phoenix splash, but that doesn't get him the pin. Hits his Benadriller, which doesn't get the win either. He then finally goes for a 630, which Cobb rolls out of the waist and he whips it and lands right on like his back but like also the bottom of his spine i was like you absolute madman that you were willing to flip so many times and actually land right on your back for that i was like fucking madman you psycho keep keep going please i'm more i'm here for more (laughs) so then Cobb grabs him from behind rings him around a bit kind of like a dog when it grabs like something that's been running after it and then just germans him it doesn't get him the win he, at this point, looks so surprised that uh, he goes for the uh, tour of the islands, which if you've never seen Jeff Cobb's finisher ever, just look up a compilation on YouTube and you'll see. It is a thing of beauty. But um, yeah. the best way I can describe it is when he gets you in like a slam and he starts to spin you all the way around while holding you in the slam and he just slams you to the ground. It looks way cooler than I'm giving any justice to. Mm-hmm. And yet then, out of nowhere, Ricochet just rolled him up for the win. Oh. Yeah. I won't lie. This match is great. I wasn't that ended fast. Of, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of the win. Like we, I thought we were, I was really also, I really wanted to see a tour of the island, so I was sad that he was midway doing it and he got rolled up. Tour of the, tour of the island is such a cool finishing move. I love the, I love the way it looks. I love the name. It's, it's awesome. so good. It's just so good all around. Mm-hmm. It's just a phenomenal finisher. Yeah. But for like a match that was so in, out, like so like jam-packed full of action, I was kind of hoping for a more explosive and definitive finish. So I was a little... I was like, oh, roll up. I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, oh, okay. That's, that's okay. I guess, all right. Side note here that I forgot to mention, crowd was on point here, and commentary had uh, Excalibur from AEW on it, so I love the commentary very much because I'm a big fan of, Exca- of Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur, Excalibur was a, uh, a PWG commentator first. Yes, he was. That was like his like a first, like, that's where he like became big and became yeah. famous for, for commentary because I was... he was just so good over there hoping that he was it because i remember he said at one point he wrestled it for pwg so i didn't know like when the commentating happened for him and i was like i was like yes excalibur commentary let's go 
Uh, Excalibur commentary is the best. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Uh, overall, I give this match a mark out. Even though the ending wasn't what I would have loved for it to be, I I thought the match was great. Well, it's good. good. Yeah, good. yeah. It's a, it's a it's an awesome match for sure. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to see a good speed versus power match, just look at this match. It's great. You get to see Ricochet <laughs> do his flippy shit, and you get to watch Cobb just be an absolute unit and hoif him around the ring like he's a ragdoll. Ricochet spends most of this time not on the floor. Yes, that is <laughs> whether true. he's whether he's jumping doing some high-flying stuff, or just being thrown by Cobb. <laughs> he spends most of his time in the air this match. And he looks good doing it all the time. He absolutely does. Alright, oh. so my my second match this week is a match from Defy Wrestling. I've never heard of this, so I'm already excited. Uh, we have Leo Rush taking on Shane Strickland, also known as Isaiah Swerve Scott. Oh, this match. This match is good. I, if you tell me this match is bad, I'll be disappointed. This match was a miss out. I'm kidding. This match was amazing. I was about to be like, are you fucking serious? Like, what the fuck happened? Super joking. This match was so good. <laughs> uh, these two these two start this match with one of the craziest, fastest sequences I've ever seen. And not a single one of them takes a, a, a hint of damage. It's just, <laughs> it's just a sequence of just reversals. Just reverse. These two just like, it's like, ah, oh, I do this move. Nope, I do this move. Nope, I do this move. Nope, they don't. And they're just, they're just back and forth, just reversing and dodging and just snap, 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 snap. It's like move to move to move to move. And it's like, oh, wait, what did you just, wait, this match just started. Wait, I'm not ready for this yet. I'm literally ready for the opening sequence. What the hell? I was like, I was like sitting down, I hit the play button. I was like getting comfy and I was like, oh, oh, we're going. I was like, <laughs> Because usually matches are like, they do like the collar and elbow tie-up thing where it's like, come on, show me how strong you are. And it takes a little while for it to get started. Mm -hmm. Not this one. This one gets right into it and it does not stop. Oh, I like these types of matches. Um, these two are insane. This match is smooth as hell. Uh, there is one point where, um, Shane, where, I'm just gonna call him Swerve, because that's that's his nickname literally always. Yeah. So Swerve, uh, hits a like a like a jumping knee strike on rush Mm -hmm. and usually that's like the start of like a combination yeah uh but he hits him so hard that rush just drops (laughs) (laughs) he just knocks rush the hell out with his knee strike yeah he just he's bop and that probably destroyed my microphone but (laughs) he just (laughs) bop real quick knocks him the hell out Mm. uh it rush drops like a sack of bricks, just goes straight down. Then there's another crazy uh counter there's another crazy uh counter sequence. Uh I, re- I literally just wrote down here crazy clothesline counter from Swerve and I completely forgot what he did. <laughs> it's just too crazy. Oh, right. Okay, so Never mind. So Leo so Leo Rush uh grabs Swerve and he Irish whips him. Yeah. Rush goes for a clothesline, mm-hmm. but Swerve like doesn't ju- he like jumps and like slides under it and then he get and then he like lands on his feet he like does like the kip up thing where like he goes down and like kips back up gotcha but then he hits like but then he hits like a crazy spinning back kick and just knocks Rush on his ass oh uh there's one point where Rush does like a Daniel Bryan tribute mm. almost uh he has he's in the corner he was just he he gave uh. He gave uh, Swerve a couple of kicks to the chest, and right. he goes to the corner. He starts doing the yes chance, oh. and he's about 
and he's about to do the kick, then Swerve just catches him and says, nope, and oh. give a, gives him a kick of his own. Nice. Um, Then there's a point where it looks like Swerve does like a, uh, he throws Rush to the outside, okay. and he does a shooting star over the top rope. <laughs> well, <laughs> shitty outside. Well, shit, okay. It was wild, dude. Absolutely, like, just, it, this match is insane. These two put each other through the absolute ringer. There was some wild insiguries. There was a... There, uh, Swerve is hitting double stomps. They're, they're, this match has gone on. This match was like 25 minutes long. Damn. Like, these two put on a marathon, bro. Like, they absolutely kicked the crap out of each other. And, you, and the emotion in this match was so rich. These two, like... Had these two like there was close ups on their faces. They just had like so much emotion in the, in this match. Like they put their heart, soul, body, and mind and everything they ever could have possibly had into this one match. And you could tell that it was it was you could tell that it was very special to them. Mm. Um, there's one point one point where uh, Swerve hits a deep, uh, Death Valley driver on the apron. Mm. And then Swerve does end up winning with a double stomp off the top rope. Uh, Rush gets up and then he hits him with a package pile driver and wins the match. Mm. Damn. Uh, so so uh, Shane Strickland ended up winning this one over Leo Rush. But afterwards, of course, they had an amazing match and they do the thing where they do the handshake and of course give give, give each other the sign of respect. They they both dance to Swerve's theme song a little bit. Aww. And then uh, Swerve leaves, and everyone's uh, cheering for Rush, and it's a good, good ending. Oh, good. Uh, this match, easy mark out, like not even close. Not even, not even the high med, like just a straight. Right. No, it's 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 like it's like almost as far mark out as you can get. Damn this this match rules. This match was so so good. These two, but like. They're absolute everything into this one, and you could tell that it shows in this match. You could feel the emotion. You can feel every move hit. Every move is insane. Like they push the limits so much in this one, and Damn. they do stuff I've never seen before. And I easily give it a mark out. So so good. Uh, go check it out. It's on Defy Wrestling's YouTube channel. Uh, Leo Rush take it on Shane Strickland or Isaiah Swerve Scott. Match is awesome. Damn. Super worth the watch. I mean, that's great to fucking hear. Yeah. And what else can you ask for? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, Actually, you know what? You know what? I know what to ask for. What? Your next match. Oh, that's perfect a- segue. Damn. Boom. Hold on. Wait for my microphone. <laughs> that was good. All right. That was good. All right. I decided to go for to look for a, another wrestling promotion that I have never heard of, nor have I know, an, known anyone from, as far as I'm aware. So I decided, I found Raven Creed versus Aoife Valkyrie at Celtic Championship Wrestling. I okay. do not know who either of these women are, but I was excited for this match just because the names are cool as hell. Fair enough. wrestling promotions new. Also cool. From what I've heard from the uh, the match starts, and the uh, Raven is doing the typical heel stuff. She's like, I think she slapped someone in the co- in the crowd before I like as <laughs> things started. She like pushed someone away when they got like someone like when they were messing like, but it wasn't anything like aggressive or anything like that. They announced that uh, she's undefeated currently at this time for the year. 
and that she's on a bit of a hot streak. And she's also been talking mad shit about her opponent, Valkyrie. <laughs> she's been talking mad shit yes, backstage. And uh, Valkyrie has wanted to get her hands on her, so this is a bit of a rivalry here. Okay. So uh, Valkyrie gets into the ring, does her usual, like, does the usual face thing of, like, you know, not being an asshole to the crowd, for the starters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the two, uh... That's, that's usually, that's usually, usually one yeah, thing faces start. do. Not, not be a complete dickhead. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good starting point. One day someone will make a gimmick where they're a face, but they still treat the crowd like shit. But mm-hmm. everyone loves them. It's, I think that's, I think yeah, that's Adam a, Cole's that, gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> <that>, probably. <laughs> Anywho, back on topic. Uh, match starts. The two kind of do a uh, collar and elbow tie up. Start the match. Two are evenly matched. They exchange the same offense where like one of them like goes to the corner. The other one like ro- then throws them out of the corner, like rolls them out. They exchange that. The two then start to fight over like the wrist for the wrist lock. Where like you know where, like they like flip the wrist over. Valkyrie does the one the the uh, counter where she flips uh, Raven's wrist over. Goes on the ground really quickly. Kips up, which looks really nice. Gets the mm-hmm. uh, flips her uh, wrist over. But um. This is where it kind of gets a bit weird. Okay. Valkyrie goes for an arm drag. And yet somehow, I don't know how it happened, but both of them looks like they land on their heads when they do this. Specifically Raven. Hmm? And you can tell Raven From an arm drag? Yeah. That's... I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, they just somehow, she landed on her head. Almost looked like it. Because when she gets up... She's dazed, and you can tell she's dazed, and, like, she doesn't go right into the next spot immediately, so they have to, like, you know, Yikes. improvise. She seems fine after that. The two then eventually, like, do the spot where they run the ropes, struggle, they try to get at the edge over each other. And then, <laughs> just because it couldn't get any uh, worse for Raven, Valkyrie uh, does a head scissors and Ra- just plants Raven on her head again. Ooh. And then here's the kicker. Raven then goes out to the outside... And Valkyrie then drop kicks through the bottom rope, and Raven gets hit. And because of the camera, it looks like she just face plants into the gymnasium floor. Jeez! And I remember thinking to myself, "These oh. two are beating the hell out. These two are beating the hell out of themselves." Yes. And I was like, "Oh my god, I hope she's okay." I will say this for you all. Thankfully, she immediately gets up and looks fine. So I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Maybe she's fine." But God, that beginning sequence. I was like, "Please don't kill yourselves." God. Yeah. That's rough. That sounds like it was rough for both of them. Yeah, that was a rough beginning series of the match. Uh, let's see. Valkyrie then comes out, and uh, Ra- uh, R- Raven grabs her and rams her into the post and takes control. She uh, mm-hmm. then fights her uh, by fighting her. like She like runs her through the ropes, hits her with a huge fisherman suplex, or fisherwoman suplex, woman suplex if you want to call it. Valkyrie I brief- think fisherman suplex is fine. Probably. Valkyrie is able to then briefly stop this offense with a spinning heel kick, but uh, Raven then stops her in her tracks and then hits her with a series of very hard-hitting chops in the corner. Like, there's some meaty-ass hits from uh, Raven onto her. Works her over the ropes, drags her to the other corner, beats her down in the corner some more. She uh, then does the... Valkyrie then gets thrown into the other corner across the ring, and Raven runs, and Valkyrie almost doesn't get over Raven. Thankfully, she does, and I didn't get to, I didn't watch someone literally fall on someone's face in this again. She then Good. continues Thank her goodness. momentum Thank God. and does a crossbody from the corner off the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Classic spot. I always enjoy it. Valkyrie then gets to get some offense in for herself before Raven hits her with a picture-perfect bicycle kick here. 
if I were nice. to compare this to anything, oh, you don't watch NXT, do you, Mikey? Not really. Adam Cole, if you look it up online, did a bicycle kick to Pat McAfee that looked like it's literally what you would think of for a bicycle kick. This was close to that. It looked just picture perfect. I was like, that looked amazing. At least something went right in this. Oh, match. that was my thing. I was like, I'm glad that went right because, <laughs> God. Raven then is in charge for a while now, countering Valkyrie's arm drag again into a single leg crab, which she like sinks in really deep. Like she like gets all the way down and is like basically sitting on top of her legs when she does this. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like it because I was like, oh, it's really fitting the feud how that both of them are really trying to beat each other up. And considering how this has already gone so far, this is a nice change of pace for it. The two then hit each other for a bit before uh, Valkyrie then hits a massive slam onto Raven. She then hits a series of knees to her in the corner before drop-kicking her. And then Raven collapses. Like, she falls out of the corner after the drop-kick and just collapses onto the ground. But Valkyrie can't get the win. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie then goes to the top, but Raven actually catches her and hits a rolling fireman's carry into a senton. So the best way I can describe this rolling fireman's carry is like, do you remember Mr. Man- uh, Mr. Kennedy from WWE's Green Bay Drop? Yes. It's like that, but instead of on the rope, she's just standing in the ring. I, I, I don't have a name for the move. I apologize. Fair enough. She then uh, goes for this cool kind of neckbreaker where, like, she crosses their uh, Valkyrie's arms, like, around her head. So it's like her arms are kind of, like, on over her shoulders into this neckbreaker. But Valkyrie gets out of it and then hits a great insiguri. Like, it was fantastic, which Raven, again, sells like death. That was was good. The uh, finish then comes and Valkyrie goes for a spinning back kick again. If you'll recall, she tried that at the beginning of the match and stopped her. But this time, Raven actually catches it and then hits her with the neckbreaker for the win. Okay, nice. After the match, Raven does the thing where you and I were just talking about where they go to shake hands, and then she then proceeds to kick the shit out of Valkyrie. Yikes. She uh, starts this actually by, you know, when they go for the handshake, you know, I said she uh, does the neckbreaker where she pulls both her arms around in front of her face and neckbreaks her. Does the neckbreaker like that. Mm-hmm. She did that to her. And then as she's Jeez. beating her up, this girl comes running into the ring. Saves her, starts saying how, like, starts, like, saying you can't be doing stuff like that, and Raven's just mouthing off to her, and she's like, my name's Electra, and commentary is like, I don't know who this woman is, and she's like, none of you are gonna know who I am, but I'm gonna make my mark, or something like that, and she says she's going to have a match with Raven in the future, probably the next match she has, and that's how okay. that match ended, with uh, the hmm. baby face being saved. Nice. <laughs> I'll be honest, this match gets a meh from me. Okay. Because is it because of all the botches? Yes. Because I'll say this: when it worked and they really did it, like I was enjoying myself. The two of them were really being brutal. Like their strikes were good. Like they were hitting the hell out of each other, and they were really like putting each other through some punishment. But God damn those! <laughs> God, that beginning of the match had me worried. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, am I gonna watch someone get hurt? I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, seems 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 like it was pretty dangerous to start off. <laughs> I still don't understand how that arm drag spot got into that. A lot of neck bumps on the show today. Apparently, but at least your actually yours. I mean, yeah, your your never mind. Yeah, you had Kevin Steen. Yeah, man, you know him. (sighs) He just that man is a glutton for punishment. Yeah, doesn't matter where he is. See, I guess a meh. I I didn't hate it. I just hope. I'm just glad that both of them are okay. About all I can Mm -hmm. ask for. All right. Well, Well, from from that <laughs> yeah now that we're done with that uh let's move on to the match we both took a look at this week yes i picked this match because i wanted to see a holly dead match because we saw one at shimmer and i 
wanted to see another one from her. Yes. Uh, we watched Thunder Rosa versus Holly Dead from Mission Pro Wrestling. Yes. This was um, filmed in August of 2020 during the COVID era, so there's no crowd. So there's no fans. <laughs> nothing. Just a breath, two wrestlers, and probably one camera person. And nobody on the bell. <laughs> yep. No. Because not. when they asked for the bell to ring, the ref just went ding ding. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> Oh, COVID era wrestling. Yeah, so fun, so fun. Uh, I'm gonna be straight with you, Zach. I wasn't a fan of this one. Eh, I could see that. I could understand. I didn't why. like. I didn't like this match too much. It just, it just felt so generic from two so not generic wrestlers who I know can do better. Mm. We've That's seen fair. them both do better. So yes. it's like It was rough watching them do just like a generic heel versus face wrestling match. To for for no payoff and it just felt boring to me. Mm. I mean, I'll say this: I wouldn't call it a heel versus face. I'd more so just kind of call it two friends wrestling each other. Yeah, I mean, I guess it feels like Holly Dead's playing the heel here, though. More a bit more, more so yeah. But like, Rosa she's had talking her a lot of shit to Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and then Rosa returned it by talking shit back to her when uh when uh she would do her offense. But uh, that's true. Yeah, but for those of you that are unaware, just for the sake of this, Thunder Rosa and Holly Dead are both really good friends. You can really tell, in my opinion, through this match. The two of them have, in my opinion, really good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Like, when they really get going for this match and they really start doing their spots, it's like, specifically at the beginning, when Thunder Rosa does her Hurricane Ron into a Russian leg sweep spot, I was like, alright. I'm like, there we go. I'm like, that's some nice shit right there. Mm-hmm. Uh... For me in particular, I actually really like the banter between these two because I like that they were trying to make up for the fact that they had no crowd, which would definitely have helped. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it the it was it, the banter was fine. I could have gone with or without it. It mm. didn't really like I don't know, it didn't really like add to the match for me. It didn't like save the fact that there was no crowd. It wasn't like entertaining me more or less. It was just like fine. Yeah. Well, uh, granted, that's the issue with COVID era wrestling at the beginning, at least, is that no crowd. It's it's, it's tough to have it's a wrestling rough. match. Wrestling is rough. <laughs> when you don't have a crowd, it's rough to do anything with it. With a yeah, match. wrestling is hard with nobody. Which is why, I guess, for me, this is why I didn't hate this match most, because I like the banter a lot. The, the banter actually, for me, made the lack of crowd a lot less prevalent. Like, I didn't think... That's, like, that's good. So, like, I enjoyed this match more, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Okay. Yep, there are... Uh, let me think. Is there anything that was particularly good about this match that I thought was really nice? Oh. For me, for me, for me, I don't think there was, which is my issue. I feel like it was so generic... So it was such a basic wrestling match for me. Yeah. Like, they both did They both did just such, like, safe moves, and nobody, like, took any risks, and it was, like, it's just nothing. You know? It just felt, like, so mm. meh, and so, like, bleh, and, like, a wrestling match I could see from literally any two people who, like, just joined the wrestling school, you know? Uh, I will agree like was, that... Like, whatever. On reflection back to it, they both did their signature stuff, but there wasn't anything particularly... Oops, excuse me. Groundbreaking about the wrestling. Like, I can't really think of, like, any spot, like, that really stuck out to me. For me, it's just the fact that... I just liked that it. it was kind of... This match felt wholesome to me. Okay. That's why I can describe it. It just felt like two friends having a wrestling two match. Two friends having a nice, a good, well-wrestled match... It wasn't a high-flying match, like, crazy match, but it wasn't awful at all by any means, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. That's really, really, that's what it is. That the chemistry between the two of them, how the two of them were very clearly comfortable wrestling each other, just kind of, for me, made up for what was lacking. Granted, 
if they had a crowd and a lot more and yeah. a little more risks, I wouldn't have complained at all. My, uh, for me, it was like I'm gonna I'm gonna cover it. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna say this one's a miss out, not because of any bad wrestling or anything, just because this match does not show off either of these two uh, super like competitors in their best light. Hmm. They have both done much Fair better, enough. and both will do much better. This match does Don't not feel like uh, a good, like a Thunder Rosa match or a Holly Dead match. This match feels like any, a match anyone can do. You know, I don't know. It did. It didn't feel. It didn't. It, 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 I know both of them could do much better. Yeah, I get what so you I'm, mean. I'm holding them to a little bit of a higher standard because, like, I've seen them do amazing stuff. You know. Oh yeah. So it's like for me, it's like miss out on this one because there's nothing special. It's not really like a, a crazy match you're gonna really like or really like. I don't know. Be blown over, like blown, blown away by. Mm. Uh, so, uh, it, like, if you want to check out Thunder Rose and Holly Dead, definitely go elsewhere. I feel like. Yeah, I'll say this. Even though this is again like this is for mainstream stuff, but if you want to watch a good Thunder Rosa match or two, she had a good one against Sheeta at I think it was Revolution. I think. Yes, that match was awesome. Yeah, but uh, for me, I'm gonna give it a meh. It's COVID era wrestling, so I can't. I can't. I'm not going to be as hard as it on it. And I again genuinely like the chemistry between the two of them. I do agree with you. This is not their both their best works, and they both will definitely go on to do better matches than this. But I don't think this. You you could watch this match. I think this is just a fun match to watch. It's nice. It's not bad at all, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And plus, also, I've I've marked mu- uh, much worse matches miss outs, and uh, I don't want to give it a miss out at least for my standard at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's fair. I mean, that's what this show's about. Discussing uh, the differences in taste and wrestling and just finding new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we both we both ranked our matches this week, and we went through we went through the, the match we both watched. So let's get into the double down. The double down. This is, this is our segment where we take a look of, uh, from matches last week from each other's perspectives. Uh, Zach, this week you gave me Tony Nese versus Alex Reynolds from Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Yes, I did. And you gave me Williams and Utah versus Violence is Forever. Yeah. Beyond Who started Ring. off last week on the Double Down? <laughs> that would be you. All right. So uh, kick us off with that Wheeler, Utah, and Violence is Forever match. Oh. And Tracy Williams. Oh, this match. What a good match with such a weird and not the greatest start. Yeah, it feels this. It feels like an awkward start, doesn't it? Yeah, the match starts and it kind of feels like the car stalled a bit. And like, I got what they were going here is that they were trying to really show that each guy, each team was really eager to kick the shit out of each other, so they wanted to like to personally like get in the other guys' faces. But at the same time, I was kind of in the boat of view where I was like, "Come on, I'm like just just, just wrestle, just do the match, just do the thing." <laughs> also, side note, was not the biggest fan of the crowd in this match. Yeah, they were boring, huh? They were boring, and when they did speak up half the time, it felt like they were trying to get themselves over, and I was like, can you just not, and just, can you just yeah. not? Yeah, the crowd wasn't fantastic. They weren't I, honestly, Honestly, for me, it didn't take away from this match as much no. as I thought it would. This match, Same. I think, Agreed. still ended up being pretty good, even with the awkward start in the bad crowd. Agreed. Uh, I will say here, I literally forgot that you described the strikes in this match as un. Like just ridiculous. These the strikes this match were all uncomfortably hard, and I loved it. Yeah, they went, they went on, they went like, off on each other. I came into this match expecting usual, like some maybe some stiff wrestling here. I did not expect guys to literally being like some a la New Japan shit where they were just slapping each other in the chest repeatedly. And I was like, I was like, I, feel, I honestly, I, I had this thought where I was like, I feel like I'm watching 
a New Japan mat tag match, but they're individual matches in the ring right now, and I don't hate it right now. It was weird, mm-hmm. but I liked it. Like, uh, let me think. What else happened in this match that I really liked? Oh, oh I uh, I really liked the part where you were saying how they two were slapping each other repeatedly because they were really hitting each other. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. I like Bryce, uh, Bryce's reaction. That'd be the ref. Uh, we were just like, all right, I'm not getting involved with this. Stay in the ring. Yep. I don't care. <laughs> Do whatever you want. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I loved the spot where Garini caught Yuta out of, like, a wheelbarrow into a chokehold that was so buttery smooth that I was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. I then loved the spot here where Hot Sauce had to slam Koo with a backdrop onto him to get him to break the hold. Thought yep. that was great because they were just beating the piss out of each other throughout this entire match. A lot of Koo taking punishment in this match, along with uh, Williams. Like, these two just got their ass kicked throughout the match. Yeah, they beat the hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. I loved Violence is Forever's uh, electric chair double-team sequence, where they threw the guy into the running knee, into a jumping pile driver power- slash powerbomb backstabber afterwards. Loved that. Thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. I loved the slap-off between Williams and Koo at the end of the match, just because it's classic. It's classic kick the shit out of each other. Especially the yeah. slap where they where uh, Williams slapped Koo so hard that Bryce did the, like, I felt that from here motion on his hand. Everyone, yeah. everyone in the crowd who didn't say anything much of it went, oh, God! Yeah, they, they like, this was, this, they went hard on each there other with these strikes. Max in here that I was like, this is something out of, like, a novella levels of fucking how hard they're smacking each other in the face right now. Like, <laughs> Damn! Yeah, they beat the crap out of each other, bro. Like, oh, yeah, like, Garini had some really nasty kicks uh, uh, with uh, Yuta. Yuta and him kicked the shit out of each other when they were fighting. Mm-hmm. Loved the ending spot, too, where Yuta had Garini in a chokehold so he couldn't actually break up while he had to watch Williams pile dr- jumping pile drive coup and pin him. <laughs> Loved that so much. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting here wondering to myself, I was like, I'm like, what do I give this match? I'm like, because the beginning, the beginning did not, I, I was not a fan of the beginning. And then it just amped up at the end. And I was like, I fucking like this match a lot. Yeah, it it, it goes, it goes from like the, like, man, this is boring to, oh my God, this is insane. It also was, unfortunately, this also for me pointed out the fact that there were points where these guys were literally beating the shit out of each other and the crowd was just not. Not engaging it at all. I know they they put on they put on a clinic for a crowd that just did not care. Like God, all these guys' chests were beat red. They looked exhausted, and I was just sitting there listening to some guy talk about something with his friend, and I was like, "This guy just got slapped in the chest so hard that I'm pretty sure his skin flew off." And you're just, it's like, okay, cool, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm gonna give the, to wrap this up quickly before I blather on a bit more about this. I actually would give this match a low mark out. Yeah? Yeah. I actually I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna give it a high man. It didn't it didn't give me the feeling afterwards of a mark out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also that the beginning kind of like eh, the beginning just I just wish it started off so much better. You know what I mean? I agree. I forgot, what did you give this? I think I also gave it a low mark out because of that. I think I gave the same thing because I think I gave the same thing for the same reasons. Mm. Yeah, high mess slash low mark out because I remember you were debating this when we were on here too. Yeah, because like I said, it was so weird. It was like it was like the beginning of the match was so awkward. It kept like interrupting the action to like try to get the other one to tag the other person in, and it's like, why don't you just wrestle? Just Just beat the shit out of each other. Happen like 
Just, I don't know. They be they be. It started off. It started off. It didn't feel like a tag match. It felt like a series of short one on one matches yes. that turned that that turned into a tag match. I actually, that's a really good feeling. So, like I said, I was feeling like I was watching like singles matches in the middle of a tag match, which I didn't hate, by the way. I mm. love the chain that chain wrestling and hard striking shit. I love that shit. Chain wrestling, all that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a the high meh. Nice. All right. So, I believe. Oh, so yes. All right. So, what? Tell me what you thought of Nice and Reynolds. I'm excited. Yes. To uh, Tony Nice and Alex Reynolds from Pro Wrestling Syndicate. This match was off the wall, dude. Yes, it they, was. They started. They start. It was one of those. It was like one of those matches that starts really quick and does not stop the whole time. Yep. It, it was ten minutes long, and they used all ten minutes. Yep. Put on the gas pedal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Put on the gas pedal. And they just go. Send it. It was like, it was like a, uh, it was like a drag race as opposed yes. to like a, uh, like a NASCAR 300 mm-hmm. lap. Quick. It was like, they just, just, boom. Done. Quick and full throttle. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, they absolutely kicked the crap at each other. The one spot I really liked was when Rent, uh, Nice Irish whips Reynolds into the corner and then goes to hit him with like an elbow, mm-hmm. but Nice, but, uh, Reynolds jumps up and just like, Double stomps knees to the yep. ground. It's awesome. I was like, "Woo, oof, woo!" Felt that in my dreams over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was one of my favorite spots. These two absolutely destroyed each other. There was some sick spots from Nice because he he's wild, dude. I love Tony Nice, dude. He's like he's like he's like the common like before when we were talking about Ricochet and um Cobb. Jeff Cobb. He's like Nice is just like doing ricochet stuff and also just Jeff Cobb stuff. Yes. Like like he's like he's throwing Nice around. I mean he's throwing Reynolds around. He's doing four fifties. Like Nice is all over the place. Reynolds is just trying to kick the crap out of Nice. Yeah. And, and these two just absolutely put on a war. And the match ends when Nice hits uh Reynolds with a four fifty and gets the one, two, three. This match was awesome. Uh, it was ten minutes long. It was short and sweet, just like my description of it. Because uh, there was, like I said, there's not much to talk about. It was like a ten minute match, but yep. they they just went full throttle and didn't stop. Uh, I give this match a mark out. I loved it. Um, Glad to hear these it. Two, these two kicked the absolute crap at each other and put on a clinic, and it was an awesome show. Oh god, I that German from Nice to Reynolds off the top rope. I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, I'm like, why would you do that to yourself?" Yeah, it's crazy what they put each other through on this one, for sure. It was a hell of a match. I agree. Um, yeah, so that that does it for this week. We went through the Double Down and all the other matches this week. So that does it for this week's episode of Independent Waters. Uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you being here, whether you're, this is your first episode or you've been following us since the beginning. We appreciate you being here, and we appreciate your listenership and thank you for just being around and giving us a chance. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, go give us that. If, if you like us, go give us that five star rating over on iTunes. It really helps a little budding podcast like ourselves out. Uh, and go leave a review. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what we could do differently. Tell us what you like, uh, stuff like that. Let us know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Go follow and go follow the, go follow the count out wrestling network where we are right now over on Twitter at Countoutpod on Twitter where you can uh, interact with all of us on, tw- where you can interact with all of us and here are, uh, here are thoughts on the wrestling world and the world in general. 
Also, go subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have lots of new video content and video versions of all the podcasts. Go check out our website at cannotpod.com. And go check out Hit the Books every Friday where me and Ryan Knightsey have our own uh, SmackDown vs. Raw booking show where we book our own versions of SmackDown and Raw and build up the pay-per-views and just keep going every week and do that. Uh, we drafted our own cards and everything, so it's basically a completely custom roster, and it's really, really fun, and we really like doing it. So go check that out. Also on the same network every Friday. And go check out G1 and Only, Ryan's uh, Ryan's podcast where he talks about uh, people who have only competed in the G1 Supercard one time and one time only, and does like a little analysis of their matches. It's very documentary style and super, super cool. Go check that out every other Monday here on the network. Uh, Zach, anything to plug? Nope. <laughs> As usual. Anyway, that does it for this episode of Independent Waters. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining. We appreciate you. And remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast.